Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Six Rings King Show on a new night, Monday night now, baby. Point, uh, we're really excited, actually, to have uh, um, Eric McLean on the show here, college football analyst, co-host uh, of the Huddle. Coach, yes. yes. All right. <laughs> First touchdown of the year. <laughs> Miami Hurricanes, yeah. You know the name already. It's Mercy. <laughs> it's the Six Rig Kane Show. Can't forget the name, yo. Got Jazz Blue Vision DJ break the game code. Ain't no changing up. Ain't no breaking up. Real port alive from the Hall Rock Stadium. Ball 14 for the orange or green. You see the Six Rig Champs. It's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond 100 yards of hurricane. That's never still put a damage to your What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go Canes. Uh, Pricefix.com, offer code is five. That's F-I-V-E. Um, pick two to five players. You can bet over-unders on stat lines. Um we did a big push yesterday with the Miami GP for F1 where uh, Jazz Santana and I uh, predicted a bunch of stuff that people should do that all ended up being wrong. So hopefully you didn't listen to us. But uh, anyway, yeah, you can bet Formula One. You can bet NBA right now. Uh, when, when football season comes back around, you can bet NFL, college. Um, I think there's hockey. There is hockey. So, you know, you can put some something on the Panthers there on an over-under. So it's pretty simple. You pick two to five players. You you bet over under on the lines, you get them all right, you get paid. So if you use the offer code five, that's F I V E. Um, price picks and five reasons sports will match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. That's pricepicks.com, offer code five, that's F I V E. All right, by way of transition, then, um, uh, Jeff, I, I'm not sure if Cleveland's enrolling or not. And I know I there was know. a question about if um, some of the new guys are going to be on like the, the trip over the summer. I have no idea when any of the new guys are enrolling. So I would, I would, I, I would say probably. I'm not sure on on Nwoko because he's he's a he's an incoming freshman. I would say Cleveland's probably got to finish up his semester at FSU. I don't know if they're on quarters or semesters or whatever. And then after that, I'm assuming he would probably be on the overseas trip with us. But and then then there's Keyshawn George. Yeah, he's already over. <laughs> Yeah, no, but is he going to be with the team? <laughs> Maybe he can beat up over there. <laughs> we'll run into you. But, no, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I know I was making a joke. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the incoming freshman, yeah. it's hard to say. And he is an incoming freshman despite his kind of unique path. So mm-hmm. um, one of the things we kind of touched on the Matt Cleveland discussion, which we were kind of trying to isolate just talking about him versus the bigger picture. Yeah. But I think part yeah. of the bigger picture stuff when we're talking about him as a as a stretch force kind of we've been seeing quite a bit of this right and this is not to pick on Jeff of course one of our top top fans here but uh um you know that game in the final four went bad for us and and we're seeing a lot of kind of like we need a seven footer we need more size because frankly a lot of so many people are talking about us getting a seven footer not realizing that like having a traditional center does not work with the team that we currently have. Well, well, I mean, okay, so you kind of answered Maybe the question. Maybe as a depth piece. Well, but so what are your what are your thoughts here? Do we? Well, one, question one is: Do we need more size? And so, well, you answer question one first. Do we need more size uh, off the bench? Yes. So you would not. So I guess that's an interesting way to put it. So. Like, Size and is a stretch four considered size? Because I say got it, it, it depends. It depends how how, how yeah. big. Like, do you think we need like a? Okay, let me just let me let me phrase it this way then, because you're right. Somebody taller than Norchad. Well, no, because I think a lot of players are frankly taller than. Do we need someone that's like six ten, six eleven, seven foot? Well, we have somebody coming in that's six ten. He's a he's a freshman. Um, yeah. Um, with experience, no, I don't, uh, uh, not someone who's going to get significant minutes, like as a starter or anything like that. Um, S that's a great name says we need bigger wings, not really centers. And this is what I've been saying about stretch fours is that you bring in people that can space the floor. Cause Norchad works down low. I know he's only six, seven, but he's a beast down low. Um, 
you want to bring in players that are going to continue to spread the floor because we all we we are smaller. So there is a stretch four we're going to talk about. Someone mentioned earlier. Um, yeah, I don't necessarily just, just... think we need some big name guy that's seven foot tall that's going to come in and start for us. But I would be okay with maybe some lesser known a lesser known guy that will give us decent minutes off the bench in like a Norchad spelling role or if he gets in foul trouble or something like that. So I guess I think people's concern is, and I think you already know we're on the same page, so I'm kind of teeing up a question for you and not actually believing what I'm saying. But um, um, I think people's concern is when we get against bigger teams, I mentioned Duke earlier because they're in in conference. Um, how do we prevent what happened against UConn happening to us? Because it wasn't just Sunogo. They brought that dude in off the bench, and in the second half he was – well, killing us on the glass. So how do we how do we prevent that? I I will say that UConn was the only team that used their size to beat us the entire year. Duke has two seven footers. We beat them. Like the the reason why and yes, Sonogo played out of his mind against us. But the reason one of the main reasons why, besides obviously they're huge, why we lost that game is because we didn't play our game. Our game is small ball, but it requires us to make shots. And we were missing everything. So, yeah, like, their their offense was great and Sonogo was killing us. But what we usually do in our small ball was not – nothing was falling. We missed, like, what, 14 layups? Yeah, it was 14 so aces network camera. Everyone's, everyone's so focused on height and, and size. We made it to the Final Four with a 6-7 center. I don't, I don't know that it's that – big of an issue like would i like to have some taller dudes so we don't have that problem and we can win the natty next year yeah but i don't think it's our main objective right now our main objective right now is trying to fill the shoes of miller and wong yeah and you kind of answered mr otis's question but no wong is gone wong is gone and so is miller yeah um my concern is the and just just to uh to to you know to to square off your answer there um one of the things that we were always able to do is to counter the other team playing big is to punish them on the offensive end and force them to change. Um, and, yeah. and because we couldn't make layups, because we couldn't make open shots, we didn't we didn't force UConn to adjust their style. If you back up a year to when we were the 10 seed playing Auburn, they had two NBA first round picks in their front court, and Jordan Miller played Kessler off the court and they had to bench him <laughs> and he got drafted in the first round a few months later. Like yeah. that's what we were and, trying and, to do to UConn. But when you don't make your layups, you don't yeah. make it. Your... And that's what I've been saying. Cause everyone wants to argue with me about how we need all of this height. A, a seven foot tree in the middle of our offense is not going to work with the way we play. The other thing is you, you, you run into big trouble when you try to solve the, the last problem instead of addressing the current one. Yeah. That was the problem yeah. against UConn. We're not playing that game ever again. Yeah. And, what and is our problem now? Think, the problem now is we I lost a ton of production. Focus on. Yeah. Yeah. We, exactly. we lost our leading scorer and pretty much the glue of our team in George right. Miller. Um, and our leading scorer was Wong. And that's what we need to focus on fixing. Wong was the two, Miller was the four. This is why I keep talking about combo guards and stretch fours. This is what we need to address. We don't need to address size. Size is going to develop. Casey's been on the team a year. He's 6'10". We're bringing in a freshman in Nwoko who's also 6'10". I think he's going to get some minutes. Everyone says Larinaga doesn't play his freshman, but I think we see him, and I think he develops. Well, I, I think um, one of the reasons um, Larinaga does not play freshman extensively is because, and, and this, is, this is why players love playing the system, but – there's a lot of freedom given to the players, right? They're, that's why they we take a lot of what a lot of coaches would call bad shots, right? But they're not for us because, like, our entire team is free-flowing. Yeah, take the pull-up jumper. Take the mid-range shot. You know, if you're open, shoot it. You've got to have discretion when you're, when you're given that autonomy as a player. you got to have discretion. Yeah. And freshmen just aren't capable of showing that discretion. So one of two things happen take a lot of bad shots or, you know, going back to Wooga against Kansas two years ago, freeze up. Just like, it won't shoot it, won't shoot it. And like, it takes a while to get to that level of maturity as a player where you can execute in that type of offense. 
Yeah, somewhere. you got to remember when we yeah. made the Elite Eight two years ago, Bensley and Booga was getting some time as freshmen, but we had nobody. We had five. We had our five starters who played like ninety percent of the game. But and they yeah, just come in because they needed a break. Yeah, and 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 Wooga played a lot against Kansas because of foul trouble and yeah, and wasn't ready for it. And and it wasn't just the moment. It's the way we play puts a lot of onus on the players to be mature with how they're approaching it. Like the yeah. the freedom to jack up a shot doesn't mean you always do it, Anthony Walker. Exactly. So, you got to know when you're so, when, when yeah, shots are. and so that's that's why freshmen tend to struggle a little bit. All right, we're not going to talk about Lonnie Walker right now, but uh. <laughs> is, uh, Mr. Over, Mr. Overdose wants to know, is Joseph ready to step up? So we kind of talked about this earlier in that we still see Bensley as the sixth man coming off the bench. And one is because I think with him and Nigel starting, it's too small of a lineup because they're both maybe six feet. Um, and I also would like to see what Bensley's uh, offensive game becomes through the off season and into next year. Um, he's a great defender, but he definitely, his offense, I guess him and Nigel kind of complement each other in that. Cause Nigel's like a great shooter. Bensley is a great defender. Um, but I think me and Vish kind of agree on, we'd rather either move Wuga to the two or get in like a good combo guard at the, a taller combo guard, which I have a name written down that we'll discuss shortly. Yeah. Um, and and I, I think, you know, we could start Bensley next to Nigel and it'll be an interesting combination. I think there's too many teams that'll be able to take advantage of that overall yeah. because, um, and also Watson as well. I think you're going to start seeing, well, I think, I think you're going to see Watson play. I'm assuming Ja'Kai Robinson has a role or you would have left. So I think you're going to see them get some minutes. I, I think Watson gets minutes at the two Robinson, maybe the three. Yeah. I think it's just, it's depth. I, mean, I think there's there's some yeah, good depth there. Think, if you think about I if think you think about the role, like Robinson Bev- and I think Robinson and George are good um, depth pieces at the three, and George maybe even a depth at the four. four yeah, mean, he's a, he's more versatile, a little bit like Cleveland, as he could do both. And he's 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 older. He's a little bit more physically mature, so he might be able to, to bang around in the uh, yeah in the paint a little bit. Mid season, he'll be tw- uh, George will be twenty years old, so yeah. he's not like your 17, 18 year old coming in. So yeah, so there there's a lot of options there, but yeah, if right now if we had to run it out there, Bensley would start next to Nigel. I, I think the challenge there is, in addition to the size that Melissa mentioned, is Nigel's also not a good defender, and so it's not only size; it's size they can attack. You can't really switch off of it because you know Bensley can only guard one of them. And it's just this year yeah. we had an option of you know sometimes hiding Nigel on a shooter or something. Um, that wasn't going to really have the ball in his hands and put Wonger most like most of the time Wooga on the other team's guards yeah. to kind of prevent that. But if you have two undersized, because Benzie's a great defender, he's probably our best defender. Well, yeah, this, not, isn't, not this a, isn't this isn't a knock on Benzie yeah, Joseph. Like, maybe maybe oh, not. He's, not a he's on a, a another team. He 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 would start. It's just the way our lineup is and what we're trying to achieve. With our other, with Nigel being small as well, it's just to me and to Vish. I, not that I want to put words in his mouth. I think <coughs> it's too small. Right, and and actually, this is a good. I don't know if Melissa even remembers this. So this is we're we're. I would say close I know enough the names, in age, but but this I is don't... this this is where like I'm just old enough to remember, and you probably aren't. We're we're a few well, years apart, I... but not that many. I will still say. Like it's enough. When I was when I was a kid, I did not follow college basketball. Okay, well then you definitely won't remember this because I, I got when I started going to college and and followed. Yeah, this it, um, this was this was mid nineties. Um, but next, maybe um, next pot I'll break out my Penny Hardaway jersey. Nice. Good he was my favorite player when I was a kid. Nice. Um, so, but you anyway. can't wear you can't wear an Orlando Magic jersey on this. No, but, I um, can't. But actually, Mister Ovidos, I did want to address this. I think it's a good point. I think the difference between that, yeah, because that was an undersized backcourt. I think what's changed is what I call the professionalization of shooting. Everyone shoots threes now. They work on it. You can just shoot over the top of undersized teams. That's why Jim Beheim retired. He blames on NILs because the zone can't work anymore because people are pulling up from the logo. You can't zone that. Oh um, God, Beheim. And, and, and no, but I mean that. But he went. He were, He went out flapping his freaking lips about Miami NIL. Yep. Like. Man, I'm I'm with you. I knew who you were talking about. That Arizona team that won the championship. Like I know what he's talking about. <laughs> so I guess 
under Lou Olson. But do but we but want to start talking about some players that maybe yeah. we think would be a fit yeah, but just, that are but just, kind of in the yeah, just, portal. Yeah, but just to close that this point out, like that's why you see teams that even when they go zone now, they do like a trapping zone. It's all to speed the pace up. You can't just sit back mm-hmm. in the zone because teams just are too good at shooting now. They shoot over the top yeah. of it. And the same thing, if your backcourt's undersized, like these guards in the ACC will just rise up and shoot over the top of it. Because mm-hmm. someone's guarding someone. If you play those two together, someone's matched up on someone's like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, it's too easy for them to get that look at the rim. Yeah. And, and Jeff, I, I think, Jeff, I think Pac did get better defensively throughout the season. But again, he's listed as six feet, which means he's probably not six feet. Um, and same with Bensley. And I just think, not that I want to focus on size, because I just spent 30 minutes saying that we shouldn't be focusing on size. We need to focus on what we're replacing. But I, I just think that's too small. Um, and I think Ben's is such a great kind of boost off the bench. Yeah. Yeah. And as I, I agree, he's a willing defender. He's not, what I say is he's not a good defender. He tries. He's, he's actually. Yeah. He's not lazy. Yeah. He's, he's not Olaying people out there. I mean, he's just, no. you know, he's, he's got some limitations there physically, but he's, he's not starting for his defense. Yeah. No, he's, he's there, starting he's because to shoot the rock. He literally walks into the gym and, and can make it from yeah. like the no, locker he, room. He, He's a great player, and, but I think he would and, tell you. And he developed well. Guard. I mean, yeah. he he came in as a, as a as a two guard. He was not a point guard at Kansas State, and and I think he was a great uh, facilitator for us and got better throughout the season. Because I remember the first few, the first like third of the year, I was kind of like disappointed. And then he kind of started to get into his rhythm with the team. And, and, and I think I think this is this is a good point to bring up. Um, especially as we, when we get back into the fall as well, because acclimating to a new team is not easy. And if some yeah, of these transfers no, don't don't come fly out of the gate, don't panic. Yeah, don't. It's a long yeah. season. I was I was waiting because I I had seen some of his tape from K State, and I'm like, that's gonna come out. I'm not worried about it. But like the first like third, I was kind of like, ooh, geez. Um, and I was just waiting, waiting, waiting. And then he started like he kind of found his groove with those like really like those logo three pointers and. That one game where he had like seven threes or something, um, I was like, "All right, that's that's the Nigel I knew we were gonna get." I think Wong leaving will unlock him into a superstar this year. I'm guessing he's referring to Pac. To Nigel, yeah. Um, I don't know that I he's think, not already there. I think. I mean, every. I mean, if you follow college basketball at all, you kind of have to know who Miami is. Now we made a Final Four run, but. Um, Depending on who our two guard is going to be, maybe he does have his ball in his hands more than he may have last year because Wong was doing some facilitating and some ISOs possibly. But it's hard to say because we don't know what that final starting lineup is going to be. Um, But a whole year in the system and an offseason in the system after a final four run, I don't see him dropping off. I mean, he's only going to get better in my personal opinion. The game against Houston. <laughs> Mr. Ovidos is very active in the chat. I love it. I yes, love it. Definitely. Yeah. No. It, um, it, no. And there was, oh God, it was Virginia Tech where he like ended the game like one minute by making like four threes or whatever. Just yeah. like, oh man, that's one of those you wish you, you were in the arena for, man. You weren't. You weren't sitting with me at the Final Four game, but there was one point in the second half where we were like trying to make a run, and then the refs like stalled it yeah. or whatever. But I remember yelling, just like, just give the ball to Nigel, set screens, let him shoot threes. Like there was like a two minute span where I'm like, I just want him to shoot. Cause I just, I didn't feel like he was yeah. taking enough shots. And I was just like, this kid is, can be such a spark for our offense because of how dynamic with, he is then it, then with his outside loaded. shot. I wanted, I wanted him to shoot more. Um, and it didn't really happen. And I was just like, ah. Um, I, obviously, I don't know what plays Laranega was calling and things like that, but like it, it, he's just such a, a energy boost on our offense when he's hitting from downtown and it spreads the floor because they have to go out and guard him. And I'm like, if he let him take a few shots, let him make a few shots, hopefully. And I was like, that'll spread things out, and and you know it'll be easier for us to drive the lane and make layups because everyone was so packed inside because we weren't hitting shots. Um, but I mean, I was like in section 600. What do I know? 
Yeah, well, thanks Miami Flow for the plug out. Was missing the other shows. We, so we didn't do our normal out. shout out to the Miami Flow Network, so we should do that as well. Yeah, they're they're friends I, I did, our network. So I did plug the Bucket Show in the Miami Flow Discord about five minutes before we went on. So yeah, we're 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 um we're we're, we're friends with that network, and I've been on a couple also. Miami Flow Flow shows. Those yeah. those are my boys. I love them. Yeah, our, our, our we do their shows. They they do ours too. Although none of them are on this show. Oh, we should invite them. Well, I think Max would do it. He's big into hoops. Yeah, I don't know how many of them follow basketball. Max does for sure. Um, Max does. So, yeah. So Max, I, I got to get on Max's show. I haven't been on there yet. I was on there I think, once or twice. I don't know. Um, I was on ACF and uh, Three Live Canes. The Three Live Canes thing was right after the Final Four, actually, when I was home, like with my germ, my cooties. Yeah. Um, on my birthday and I was watching their show and I was like commenting in the chat and they're like, Oh, you should come on for like to talk some hoops for a minute. And like they DM me. So I went on the show for like 15 minutes and, and, and to me, I sound so nasally because I was sick, but everyone else was like, I don't hear it. But like, to me, I heard it. But anyway, but yeah, yeah it's in your head. Um, but one time they talk basketball on that show. Cause three life Kings is like football. I think most of the shows <laughs> so. are like football. We're, we're the outlier. Here. Um, we also do a baseball show, by the way, check that out on Wednesday after the formula one show we do. Um, but, uh, yeah. and football's coming after this, but Hey, let's, let's talk, yeah, about, let's, some, let's, let's talk uh, about some players. So you, you mentioned, so we, we talked about, you know, the backcourt and how it's undersized if Ben's leaves the starter, which, you know, if we have to go in that way, we'll go in that way. But there's yeah. some interesting people in the portal who are still in play for that might, I'm might change that, for that perspective. Comment. Where was that comment was at the beginning. Um, so Jeff talked about um, who it. will be the big coming off the bench. If Norchad is in foul trouble, any interest for Grant Nelson, Mwasa Cisse or Ben Diago. So I'm pretty sure Ben Diago already committed somewhere. I forget where, um, I did talk about him on the last show because he's kind of like your traditional center. And whereas he would be great height for us because he's seven feet tall. Um, he, he's, I, I, it, it doesn't work with our flow of play. Um, maybe as a depth piece, but I don't think he's looking to go somewhere to be a depth piece. I think he's looking for somewhere to start. Um, as far as Grant Nelson, Grant Nelson is one of probably the most popular players in the portal. He's actually entered the NBA draft, but is maintaining his eligibility. So we're not even sure what he's going to do yet. So do you know about him, Fish? Have you heard about Grant Nelson? He's the, um, he's played at uh, three years, the last three years at North Dakota State University. I was talking he's on from, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, North Dakota State. Yeah. yeah, right. Go for it. Yeah. So when I went to go look up his film, it was labeled as Grant Nelson Unicorn. Because he's such a like it's he's such an intriguing, unique player. So he's a six eleven junior, two hundred and thirty five pounds, averaged eighteen points per game, nine points, nine rebounds a game, um, fifty two percent from the field, um, thirty uh, almost thirty percent from three. He's who can I compare him to? He's kind of like Kenny Kaji. Except you just love comparing everyone to Kenny Kaji. Well, no, because he's a stretch four. Except, I know, do you I remember know. there was one game where Kenny Kaji like just dribbled down the floor and like went coast to coast and scored? And we're like, oh crap, Kenny Kaji's got handles. This kid has handles, dude. Like, I was watching this tape earlier, like eight minutes of tape. It's him crossing people over, taking the ball up the court, running in transition. Um, he isos and takes people one on one and. He shoots the three like ridiculous. Um, yeah, yeah. If I would he say, was smaller, he'd probably be a point guard. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say stretch four almost does him a disservice. Um, it, it really he, does because he, 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 he's like a he stretch can, four guard. He can stretch the floor from the four position. He can also play in the post. He can handle. Yeah, he can do everything. Um, essentially, he has which... some of these like ridiculous tomahawk dunks that I was watching, and not only that. But when he's posting people up, he's got great vision, just like passing the ball out to other yeah. shooters. Um, really... And I think I think the the problem is um, if you're Melissa's accurately describing his skill set. If you're wondering why he doesn't go pro, he probably is. So um, that's the, the problem. With I him. Didn't, the only thing I didn't see a lot of tape on him as as far as like because there was so much offensive stuff was his defense. I saw they showed some good. Um, videos of like his speed and like chasing down people to like the block shots in transition. But as far as his like every play defense, I didn't get a lot of um, 
a lot of video on that. So I'm not sure, but I mean, he's, he's a four, he's got height, like a four, like a, and he can shoot like a stretch four, but he's also got handles and plays like a point guard. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, so if we, kind if, of crazy. I don't know that him, he's going to come thing, back to college. I mean, I, yeah. I, I think it's, it's hard to see him going back to college. Apparently the rumors are that his priority is to go pro and I can't mm-hmm. imagine, Look, we, we've just watched tape, right? We don't, um, it's just we're like, not, we're not, we're not, it's like, it's like crossover hook shot three ball. Like yeah, I was watching and, his tape. I'm like, Oh my God, I would love for him to come. Yeah. Here, he but. was, he was a rumor last week. So I had already watched his tape too before today. Um, and I mean, I, he would, I mean, let's just be blunt. He's probably would be the best player on our team straight away. So and, and he was, playing, and, he was playing in the summit league. So they lost to Oral Roberts in their league championship. That's why you didn't see them on like the tournament. So that's the only other thing is, as far as like the talent he was playing against, can he do that? Against I mean, I don't see how his how his skill set isn't transferable. But I feel no, like I don't. It, I mean, yeah, I'm dead, but I'm no, but that's a, it's a good question. Like, it's a good question. It's a, it's a good question. Um, yeah, you know, he was playing against lesser competition. Um, I think. I mean, it's hard for me. Again, we're not. I'm not an NBA scout, obviously. Um, yeah, it's hard for me to see NBA player NBA teams. You know, again, we talked about the professionalization of, of, of shooting and all of that. Like, how is he not, not, not going to get a first round grade from an, from the NBA and just going to the draft? Cause I mean, he's exactly what, I mean, he could be a wing wing shooter that can knock down threes that size. Like that is very coveted in the NBA and it's, it's hard to see. And he's, and, and he's got a good release too. It's not like it's an awkward shot. Um, but he's testing the combined water, the NBA waters, but he's maintaining his eligibility. So I don't know. I don't even know if, if, if Miami's offered him or if he has interest in Miami. So I thought, I thought he was Miami reached out, right? Wasn't that the rumor? I thought that was the rumor on him. Oh, maybe I would love, I, I would assume. So he, he's from, he's, North from Dakota. North Dakota. Yeah. he's actually from there. He's like one of three people from there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, oh, that's, so he probably, yeah. and frankly, like, I don't, it's still a good question. Like why he slipped through the cracks. I mean, a lot, like people don't scout North Dakota high school basketball. Yeah. So it's kind of, yeah, you, you, you kind of, kind of a failure on some of those big 10 schools probably that, that could have been able to, to, you know, see him, him play more. But I will also yeah. say his, his play, you know, as he, as he's increased minutes, he's gotten better and better. And I think that's why he's now like why he was on the radar this year versus last year. Cause last, you know, this is the first time he started every game he played. He was still kind of split. And you're wondering like, why is that happening in North Dakota state? Good question. I'm not their coach. Um, But it did take him a while to kind of adjust. So which to Melissa's question, you know, is he going to have a learning curve trying to play in the ACC? But I I think, I think the the answer is he's going to, Learning, learning curve from the ACC or learning curve to the, the to the pros. It's yeah, it just depends. So obviously, it's but, a larger um, learning curve to the pros. But I, the fact that like the rumors where he was prioritizing the NBA, I feel like that's where he's going. But he he is definitely make no mistake. He's the home run. If you get him, if we, if we got <laughs> him, we'd be starting Pack Wuga, Cleveland Nelson Omir. Yes, and and. Then you got Nawoko and Casey coming off the bench. We already mentioned, you know, Ben's Lee, Christian Keyshawn, Watson, Jakai Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, Keyshawn. Yeah, like this is now you're now you're talking. Nelson, about. if we landed Nelson, I I'd book my ticket to Phoenix next year already. I mean, we're going anyway, but you gotta you gotta transit through Cleveland, so you gotta be patient there. Don't just go straight to Phoenix. To lose to LSU. We're not losing to LSU. Talk you about. see, they have like a like a dream team women's team. Watch this space. I'm not worried. Okay. All right. What was some of the other players? Um, Cisse. Yeah. So he lost to Cisse. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about him? He's a he's a big. I I didn't watch a ton of tape on him. Yes, Nelson has been reached by Miami. Okay, cool, good stuff. I figured L wouldn't miss that. Um. So I didn't. I started watching some tape on Cisse, and then I stopped. And I, 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 and I'll say the reason why I stopped is because he again is more like your traditional center, and I just, it, it just to me again doesn't seem like our style of play to just have a tree standing there. But Moasa Cisse is from Guinea. Uh, he played at Oklahoma State. He's seven one. 
Uh, he averaged seven points per game, eight rebounds per game. Um, so this is another. I don't. Was he even starting? I don't even know. This I just is wrote, another I just situation. Wrote traditional, like. traditional big. Well, I, let me ask you this question then to kind of turn it outside. We both expect Pack and Norchad to come back. Mm-hmm. If Norchad does not come back, then it changes. Do you then go and say, okay, we're going to play a little bit more traditional and have a have a seven or seven one in this case, but have a more traditional if, center? If Omir didn't come back, I would say yes. Okay. I, I yeah. So I wonder if some of this is you know. But I don't know if I don't know if Cisse is is if Miami's having contact with him. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I'm I've just talking about some people mention him. So that's why but, I him but up. I, again, I wonder I just, if some some traditional centers some interest in in you know getting a more traditional big is um you know at life after Norchad regardless whether it's this year yeah. or or next year like you're not I think people well with that I would hope that Casey develops more and Nwoko does some stuff too right no I mean yeah but. You always got to have, uh, you know, keep your options Yeah, no, of open. course, of course, of course. The, yeah. the other thing is, I think people talk a lot about Norchad's strength, you know, he's because he's the strongest player on the team by a mile, and then he, how he can use that and how he's able to, like, has that sixth sense to grab rebounds. I don't think people necessarily talk about how much of an athletic freak he is, phys- like, in terms of movement and his ability mm-hmm. to handle the ball and all. He's such a unique player. Like, you're not – Yeah. It's not even a matter of like, should we play small or not? No, you can't do anything like that without Norchad's specific skill set of, hey, I'm going to grab this rebound, start the fast break by dribbling. But yeah, so and that's what I'm that. saying. And that's why I just don't think a yeah. traditional center works, assuming we have Norchad, because we play faster and things like that with him on the floor. There it is. Oh, we were waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> just got a football. I don't What is he? Is he the corner? I would say watch the Six Rings Kane show in an hour and 15 minutes and Blue will tell you who his grandfather was and if he has ties to South Florida. So, um, uh, um, corner, cornerback from West Monroe, Louisiana. So, Cajun, Cajun ties. Anyway, while Melissa reads up on our new recruit, um, <laughs> Let's see the other one. So I think I think on Bondeogo we might have. He has three years of eligibility left. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Whatever. We'll we'll, we'll cover that. So I was looking. I don't think he committed. I think he released a a top whatever, and Miami wasn't on it. That's why we just kind of said Bondeogo is gone. Who? Uh, Bondeogo. Oh, okay. The guy we talked about last week. So, but I I think I I blew him off because I didn't think that is the same thing as Cormac Ryan. So yeah, Cormac Ryan. That guy can't play. I think Cormac Cormac Ryan can't play Ryan. Speaking of Cormac Ryan. His teammate, Wait, what the um, and running back. Uh, oh wow, we got both of them. Yeah, they were talking about that in the flow Discord earlier. Um, yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, yeah, stay stay tuned at 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 eight thirty. We'll we'll be talking about football. Yeah, Blue asked me if I was coming on the football pod again. We'll see if I let you in. I don't know. <laughs> so speaking of Cormac Ryan, his teammate Van Allen Lubin. Great name, by the way. Yeah, see, this is uh, this is what I'm talking about because Cormac Ryan does not work in Miami. Van Allen, V E N dash Allen. I mean, yeah. come on, man. It's got so, a hyphen in it. It's got a Van a, Allen a Lubin was his teammate at Notre Dame. He is a freshman, and I actually messaged this to Vish because I started watching his tape, and as it kept going, I was just like, "Oh, okay, I like this." So the reason why I bring him up is because he actually took a visit to Miami on Friday. So he played one year at Notre Dame. He was a four-star coming out of uh, high school, and he played in Orlando. He's a 6'8 forward. Um, They played him at the three at Notre Dame, 226 pounds, averaged six points per game, four rebounds, shot 58% from the field. Um, I think he was coming off the bench. I don't think he was a starter. He was mostly. I think think the thing with him, the other thing with him is he um, he – he's more of a tra- what I call a traditional. He's not stretch four. <laughs> Let's put it that way. No. He, is, he is a plays in the paint guy. And so what, what yeah, he's, what, he's, what do you, he's what do you think about a, that since he's kind of exactly well, what so you're uh... These are the notes. These are the notes that I took on him as far as the pros and cons for the pros. I put um, vision. I thought he was a great passer, especially out of the post and into the post. Cause there was a lot of plays of him throwing the ball inside to Cormac Ryan. And I liked like, 
he would like bounce passing it like overhead passes. Like he put the ball in the right space to lead Cormac to, to score. Like it was really gay. And then when he was posting up, uh, finding shooters on the outside to hit shots. Like I thought his vision was great. And I actually really liked his defense. They showed he was, I don't know if he was playing the three or the four, but as far as like his help defense, his transition defense, um, a ton of offensive rebounds. He's like all these, all these vids of him post uh, boxing out, kind of like overpowering the defense to get offensive boards. I actually wrote Norchad, mini Norchad question mark on my paper. Um, this like his intensity down low. As far as his cons, there was not a single video of him taking a jump shot. He's got a – so I think you hit on all <laughs> the points. Because actually that, again, whatever happened today, I did not have time to look at anything, but that came out actually over the mm-hmm. weekend because he visited um, yeah. at the end of last week. So I, I looked at his film and saw the same. I was like – I really like his game. Like he brings a lot to the table, but he's so duplicative to what Norchad does. I'm he's like, not how a do you play? At all. How do you play these two together? His shooting but I will is problematic. Say, I will say he's only a freshman, and I wrote under questions. I wrote off the bench question mark. Eventual starter down the line will clog paint with Norchad. Yeah, and I, I think I think that basically summed up his 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 trajectory. But I guess the question I would have for you though, because I think. If you can sum up the issues with him, it's the shooting. Because like like Melissa oh. mentioned, he's 58% field goals. Most of it around the rim, though, in the paint. He's not taking a lot of jumpers. Um, we're going to get to Jordan yeah. Diggle. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah, He's not taking a lot of jumpers. It's a lot of yeah. shots in the paint. So even 58% isn't that great given his shot selection. What was his so, three-point shooting percentage? It was like single digits? Nine. I don't know that he took many three-pointers. Yeah, but that's so he, he, that. he took He took um, 11 and made one. But um, here's so my thing. So he visited Miami and he's only a freshman. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is he willing to come off the bench as a sophomore and develop in the program? And like I said, becoming an eventual starter at the four. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's what they're talking about. Because, because he did take a visit, which means he's got to like something. Well, knowing that Norchad is, he's not taking that spot and there's no way you start him aside Norchad. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're saying there's no way. Um, I mean, I guess there is a way, but I just I, I hey listen. I well, but no, I was wrong but, but, about but, Matthew well, this so. is yes, you were. Let's remember who was right about that. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm not going to keep doing this. It's even making me annoyed. Um, I was but, um, I was skeptical. I wanted we both wanted him to come. Yeah, no, I'm just so I'm, I'm, I'm done. The, the bit is over. It's played out. Um, so uh, it was never a bit. No, the bit of me like saying I was right. Like we're done. I'm done with that. It, anyway. But it was never a bit. You tweeted it once, and that was it. I know what I did on the show like five times, but I'm, I'm done with it. No, but my question is, do you think we can get his shooting to a place where he can start next to Norchad or at least play minutes next to him? Because the way he was playing on those videos I saw, you can't even really have them on the court together. Well, because I, I, I wrote mini Norchad next to him. Right. No, like, they, they, they occupy the um, same part of the court the way they, that they do. Were they do. Um, so, well, I guess let me let me well, give you, I mean, let me I've give you this. Said it, well, no, no, no. I've said it since the offseason when Norchad – said he was going to test the NBA waters. Norchad needs to work on his shot. Well, that's what I was going to... So you, why you, not just you, have you, them both do it together? You beat me to the chase. Like, can one of them step out and hit hit jumpers and even hit threes, but at least, like, to pull someone away from the basket for the other one to throw? I, I, think, I think they both need to do it, but I think Norchad needs to do it um, more so because Norchad's been playing the center for this last year, and he's not going to get play center in the NBA. I think um, Lubin has really been playing the three or the four, but he's been posting up. So his skill set's a little bit different. But again, I think they both need to work on their jumpers because I mean, Lubin will have more time because he's got three more years of eligibility left. But if we bring him in, I see him as a depth piece to start and then becoming an eventual starter in years to come because he's got more time. 
Yeah, I don't. I mean, it obviously depends on who else comes in, but I, I could kind of see him starting if L thinks he can get him to. Sh- I mean, we're we're good at improving players, and I know it won't be a full off. I mean, they'd be beasts on the boards. It's just, I mean, if you think you put those two and you put Cleveland in Wooga, and if you like have Bensley out there, like we could D the crap out of someone then. I like... mean, the defense would be great. I just worried about our offense. No, I know. Like, you got Norchad Nor- Lubin. We don't. We wouldn't have any post presence. Yeah. It's well, like, I, I can know. I. I mean, yeah, they do post, but I mean, not. We don't have any. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It. It would just. It would be. It's, it's no. It, it is actually. You're. You're right. We. They could both score in the post, but not if the other ones on the court because it's an easy double team. Because you're just. Yeah, you're because they're the both. Because you're. You're both. Yeah, like, like Norchad was able to actually be very effective in the post this year. Because you can't bring a double team because whoever you leave is open for a three and they're gonna make it. It's gonna shoot. Like if yeah. it's yeah, if it's if it's Lubin next to him, that double team's coming hard, it's coming immediately. But I will say Lubin, when I was watching his tape, does move very well without the ball. No, he is very um, much he's very Norchad-ish. So I could see like if they're gonna double Norchad, have Lubin cut and just you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I could, I could potentially see them starting together, depending on who else comes in. But I, this is, this is definitely a take for me. I want this kid, bring him on campus. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> and, and I love his potential. Yeah, uh, no, especially this, only being a freshman. This is a ton of upside. This is actually, oh God, you guys really appreciate how active everyone's been in the chat. But it's actually hard to find comments from earlier. But someone, I think it was Mr. Ovidos. Talked about getting, you know, redshirt freshmen or players that are a little greener and developing yeah. them. Yeah, this, this is this is exactly this is, what we're talking about. Exact, and I think I thought that when when that was read, I was like, oh, oh yeah, it was, it was Anthony. It was Anthony. Yeah. Oh, so. Anthony. Um, but so we both like that one that he's got three years of eligibility left. His athleticism down low, the defense, the boards, the passing. We think he needs to work on shooting, but also he meets Vish's name criteria. Yeah, I mean that's the key, really. Like we can, and and you know we can't have someone named Cormac Ryan on this team, but but this this one fits right in. Even Lubin's an interesting name. Yeah. I feel like he's he's got the whole package here. Yeah. Um, do we speaking want to of talk about... speaking about good names, right? This is a this is do a top quality name. Jordan Dingle. I was about to say um, top quality name here. So we mentioned Jordan Dingle last week, but I've since watched more of his tape. He was actually working out in the same gym. I don't know if you all saw this tweet with Nigel Pack uh, over the weekend and they were actually like guarding each other and doing some stuff. So I wonder if Nigel's doing a little like recruiting. Um, so Jordan Dingle is insane. He's six, three. He's been playing at the university of Pennsylvania. Um, he's a junior. He was the number two uh, scorer in division one last year, averaging 23 points per game and the Ivy league player of the year. I was just drooling at his tape today. Like, first that's of all, your, that's your analysis. You were drooling. I, I, I don't. I don't. First of all, he's ripped. Like, he's an athletic specimen. Um, the movement without the ball, handles, um, has an outside shot. Is definitely not afraid to shoot from deep, like Nigel Pack range. He's got a great pull-up short game, nice little floater, and he can facilitate. When you're talking about a combo guard that has size. He's 6'3", 200 pounds. And not only can he create his own shot, but he was, his efficiency uh, was like 62% catch and shoot, like just spot up shooting. Like he can do everything. I mean, he's been playing in the Ivy League, so obviously he's a step up going to like the ACC or something. Um, The only thing I was reading about him is people were concerned about his shooting mechanics, that he was a little bit slow as far as like, catching and then shooting like a a three but I'm not like a scout or anything so these aren't things that I noticed it's just something that I read about him (laughs) well but I mean everyone's gonna pick on something yeah but the way that can be problematic is you get your shots blocked again adjusting to a higher level of competition Mm -hmm. and more athleticism they'll close out but what he can do as far as creating his own shot and driving to the basket and facilitating He'll work on his three-point shot if he needs it's to. Actually, it's actually – well, I mean, my concern there, because it's actually a similar problem that Norchad has shooting jumpers, is he has a really slow wind-up yeah. and release. Um, his actual stroke is pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, but this is more of a finished product. Like, we're yeah, talking about Norchad needs to work on it. 
46 percent from the floor 36 from three yeah just yeah. you know if that's if that is an issue like a slower release that's something that'll get found in the acc pretty quickly with the athleticism yeah. you're gonna run into yeah, i'm not no, worried about it either i'm not yeah. i'm not worried about it either like you said he he would be great at the two yeah i think he and would, he's somebody he's somebody that i say if we got him you're playing cleveland at the four yeah you're playing cleveland at the four but that's what we said we wanted to do anyway so yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think that's um, that's the move. If we got him, and someone asked me on Twitter the other day, like, what happens if we get Dingle and Nelson? And I'm just like, who are you benching? I mean, Wooga. Right? <laughs> huh? Unfort- the answer is Wooga, unfortunately, right? I mean, what are we talking about? It's got to be. Yeah. Not that we're going to get Nelson or, or both of them. Well, but... I mean, I, I'll say this on Nelson. We did reach out. No clue if he's interested at all. Um, yeah. I think, you know, some of this... Like, he's on the same timeline as Nigel and as Norchad in terms of, you know, he's got to stay in the draft or not. Um, and I I would say someone of, you know, if Dingle's already coming, someone like Nelson would probably be looking at, I'm not going there if Norchad's there, right? I think I think that's kind of, even though, because we're, we're saying, oh, he could fit here and do these things. You know, this guy, if he, if for whatever reason he doesn't go pro, is going to get feedback on what he needs to work on. And they're not going to say you need to just play against better players. It's going to give him like actual, like constructive yeah, feedback. No, of course. And, and I that's do why wonder. A lot of those players do what they do as far yeah. as maintaining Yeah. And then, and, and I, and yeah. I do wonder if part of that will be you need more touches in the post around the rim, show off your rebound, yeah. whatever that Norjet does, does a lot of it might not be as, it's a great fit for yeah. us. On the court, is do it we, a great fit for to showcase if, whatever? Yeah. Do we know if Miami's reached out to Dingle? I mean, Nigel did. <laughs> that, that's my way of saying I have no idea. But you one know, of my friends, one of my anyway. friends, one of my friends, you met Nate uh, that we was at the Final Four. Mm-hmm. He's the one who sent me the tweet of them working yeah. out. He's like, you know what? He was uh, like, I, I he's like, to, oh, uh, Pac's gonna. He's like, Pac's, Pac's gonna convince him we're gonna get Dingle. He's coming to Miami, you know, and I was like, if that happens, I'd be really happy. You know what? I, I hate to do this too. He sent it to me too. Did he? Yes. Nice. There we go. First DM. Why he is he watching me. the show right now? How do you know he's not? Well, well, he's in. He's actually in Phoenix. He's, so. he's in Phoenix. He, so he went ahead and moved there years in advance in anticipation of the Canes making the uh, the final four next year. So you know he's got some foresight. From work or something. It's only like five thirty there. Is it even? Is it two or three hours? I don't know if there are Mountain Time or Pacific Time. Anyway, um, we will have a cleaner sky on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're gonna know. My anticipation, to be honest, uh, the three players we talked about that are kind of actually four, because I guess Dingle's in there too. Is Dingle, mm-hmm. Nigel, and Norchad go back to school? Dingle obviously to a different school, and that Nelson goes pro is my guess there. Um, yeah, I don't know that I, we're getting either of those two. I, I Dingle's interesting because um, you can clearly define his role and say you're gonna come in mm-hmm. here. This is where you're gonna play. The previous guy and look what we did with Isaiah Long. Yeah, Yeah, one ACC ACC player of the year. And assuming we have more of a sell with Dingle than we do with Nelson. Yeah, Nelson is an interesting player just because of the all the talent he brings. Yeah, but I, I think, I think. Well, I mean, the other thing for him too, right? If you're, if he's a guy who, again, this is all he hasn't said anything. Obviously, this is all like reports, Mm -hmm. right? If he's a guy that like really, I want to get to the NBA, and that's his primary goal right now, and for whatever reason decides to come out to college based on his draft evaluation, he's definitely going to be looking at. All right, these are things I need to work on. What's the best place for me to do that? Yeah. Now maybe that is Miami, and then that's great. But whereas for Matthew Cleveland, I think we're both like he wants to win. Does mm-hmm. Miami? Miami is the best place in the country right now if you want to win. Um. So, like, right now, we have open starting spots on a team that was in the Elite Eight in the Final Four the last two years. So, like, if you want to – if that is your only goal – And or, or one the of your player top, that left the position that Dingle would fill just won yeah. ACC Player of the Year. So Exactly. So, if you're, if, you're, if you're looking to, I want to win at a high level, I want to experience March, all of that stuff, there's not a better program than Miami. If you're on a, I want to work, I want to showcase my stuff to the NBA – like there's these three things I need to work on. We're probably not a great fit because we're going to play our game. 
Nigel's going to get his shots. Wooga's going to get his shots. We're going to get Norchaz post-ups. Like, you're not going to get to shoot 20 times and score 25 points and show off like that in our offense. Yeah. You're just not going to do it. So mm-hmm. if that's, like, what you need to do, we're probably not a good fit. If you're looking at, like, where you have the best chance to really no, succeed think, at high level I in college. I think Dingle would be a better fit. As far as yeah, well, this is just, this is depends on what Nelson's evaluation is. But if you're looking just to to get into, and this is one of the things you know, everyone's like Nigel NIL and all that. No, he sacrificed his game quite a bit to come here and win. Kansas State was in the Elite Eight this year; they were a complete dumpster fire. That whole team was new. Like all those guys were transfers, which no one talks about. It's only with us that they do that. But um, yeah. but like he got out of there because he wanted to win too. He wanted to show off his point yeah. guard skills. That was part of it. But he could have done that anywhere. He wanted to win. And yeah. I think I think that's where when you start looking at these kids, the ones that want to win, and and I think one of the things we tend to dismiss because we look at NIL and we look at, you know, how do you get drafted? Those are important. There's something to be said for the college experience. And like, I mean, we experienced a final four. Like to be able to play on that stage is something you carry with you the rest of your lives. And some of them yeah. value that. And yeah. those are the ones that um <laughs> well there we go uh, there i think go. that's all sorts you've of got, you've got a fan I, I, unfortunately unfortunately uh melissa and i had to donate money to the school to get parking passes for football so we're now boosters <laughs> so and then i didn't even use my i didn't even use my time slot because my friend who had an earlier time than me got it for me so yeah there you go nova's nova's got a big time program. Right. there there is one more player in the portal that i had been looking yep. at um that I mentioned to you uh, mm-hmm. earlier, and his name is o- Olivier Conwa. Yeah, but it's spelled it's, it's spelled interesting. N K A N H O U A. He's um, a senior at Tennessee. He's a six nine forward, so he be he's he's a grad transfer. Um, what I liked about him, besides the fact that he's actually a stretch forward, and I have it circled on my paper is that his best games were the three games Tennessee played in the tournament. He was actually their leading scorer in the tournament and second uh, leading uh, – oh, sorry, second in scoring in the tournament and their leading rebounder in the tournament as far as their team. Um, he averaged 11 points, five boards um, per game, 51% from the field, 33% from three. Um, and then the things I wrote about him, he can shoot the three ball – good at moving without the ball and he can post. So he's, he's kind of your typical stretch four cause he, he can play defense. He's a good shot blocker. He can pass, um, move without the ball. So I actually liked watching his tape and I'm like, Oh wow, this is somebody you could put next to Norchad and he wouldn't clog the paint, but he could also kind of do that post-up thing if Norchad's on the bench. So I have a question for you. Why? Because Tennessee is, like you said, they're a team that they made the Sweet 16. They're a strong program. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do you think he wants to transfer? Because he was started. He started 36 games last year, so it's not like he's not getting playing time. I don't know. Maybe he wants experience in a different system just for experience. I don't know. He's graduating, so. I know it's just an interesting name in the port. You saw where he's from too, right? Finland. <laughs> you have a type there. Your your old crush is now gone. To, well, to, no, it's just I my to, type to, is stretch four. My types are stretch four, and he's yeah, your prototypical yeah. stretch four. Yeah, I um, think I think it's just an interesting thing that I, I'd be curious why he decided to go into the portal. Just kind of. Maybe he wants warmer weather. <laughs> That'll work, or uh, like uh, it's just it's an interesting choice for someone that's at a successful program that you know is maybe probably... he was embarrassed because they lost to FAU in the in the tournament. <laughs> I was looking for real answers, not whatever the I, hell that is. You know, <laughs> I don't think of the negative things when I'm looking at these players. Like, oh, well, why are they transferring? Oh no, I'm not I mean, looking know, at like, that. Cleveland looking... transferred because FSU was garbage. Um, right. I don't know why he's if uh, he's leaving. So if the he, question know, was not how many. How many players is Tennessee losing? Are they losing a bunch of players? Are they changing coaches? Like, so, I don't know. I think Rick Barnes is still there, right? Um, but uh, the question yes, was Helsinki, not Finland. the question was not in the context of like 
what's wrong with him. It's more what would he be looking for and would Miami be a fit for that? That's why I asked the question. You took it way. I mean, you got dark there, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he, if he came in, he, he would. Oh, he's the starting power forward for sure. He's a star power forward and you move, we'll go to the two. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's like a, that's like an obvious one. And obviously he's not going to come anywhere to be a backup. He started 36 games last year. Again, I don't know if Miami has interest in him. It's just a name that got thrown at me when I was asking on Twitter for like. Yes, he's an he's an, an interesting. I did also look a little bit after you. I think watched, I sent you his, his. You sent me his highlights, which made it very easy for me to watch on my phone when I was sitting in rush hour. Yeah. Time, which don't do that. <laughs> Being from Finland, he wants to work on his tan. Well, I know a good place for that, Jeff. <laughs> um, but that was the last guy that I had written down. So actually, we talked about Cisse already. Yeah, and, and 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 again for. I mean, you can pronounce his name because I'm struggling with it. But for uh, Olivier, well, I wrote down the pronunciation. Olivier Kanwa. Yeah, I, I think he's he's an interesting player because I think he's someone like like Melissa said. Well, we can plug in. He's clearly he fills that hole nicely, sets the lineup up well. Actually, makes it kind of big. <laughs> at the wing position, now today you got Wooga yeah, at the he's two. Yeah, he's nine. He's you got Wooga at the two. He's... He's taller at um. He's taller than Norchad. And and two inches taller than Jordan Miller was. And he's um, and then that puts Cleveland at the three, and we'll get the two. You're kind of big across your wings all of a sudden. Um, but and I I think he brings good but good it, complementary but skills. Like, but it's not like oh well you're going against what you said about not needing size and blah blah blah. Yeah, he's tall and it would make us bigger. But he's wait he hold moves. on a second. I I don't think I don't think you're saying. And correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think you ever said we don't need some size. The question is, do we need yeah. like a big plotting seven footer in the answer? Yeah, I don't. I, I I talk about we don't need size in the traditional center sense, but this guy is tall. He's six nine, but he doesn't move like oh a seven foot tree in the middle of the floor. Like he stretches the floor, great defensively. He can shoot. He can pass. He can do a lot of different things. And he's not Grant Nelson, um, but. He's in the same category of stretch four. Right. And I, I think um, I think that the thing is, I think we both agree we do need size at the four. Yes. We're not gonna play an undersized four next to Norchad and try to get away with it unless we have to. Or unless we bring in unless we well, bring in a, a guard. Like yeah, or like yeah, but but so I think I think that's that is, you know, that that whole thing of then you need backup options at the four, so you can play different mm-hmm. ways and all of this. But I mean, playing Cleveland at the four is a possibility, just like playing him at the three is, just like playing with the two is, frankly, because he's that versatile. But, you know, ideally you also add some size. Like if we get a starting shooting guard and then Lubin, then you're then you're talking because then you can, you know, bring that size off the bench and get physical yeah. off the bench too. And that way if, you know, everyone's worried about the Connecticut game, if you get in that situation, yeah, play him and Norchad together for like five minutes to control the well, boards. And, and, if you have and a Connecticut situation, you're going to hope that you shoot a lot better than you did yeah. in that game. No, I definitely. But, worst, if you, yeah. but if you get into a situation where you feel like you're getting overwhelmed in the front court, being able to bring someone off the bench that you can play next to Norchad, fine. For the next three or four minutes, we'll play a little bigger. We'll get physical. And we'll, we'll kind of, you know, upset the rhythm of the game because it's not going our way. We didn't really have that option this year because Anthony Walker was the choice. And no, absolutely not. So, so I think there's – there's a difference between like, let's go get a big because we need to get a big because you know Sonogo exists, right? Versus like, yeah. hey, we could use some more tools in this tool belt. So if we can get a big in there that we can use strategically, that's what you want. You don't want to change the way we play entirely. And I think that's that's kind of where we've landed on that. It's not that bigs yeah. are worthless and we don't want any size. I would love to have size that we could use at times when we need to. Um, yeah. and, and last year we did not have and that that's where we hope, And that's where we hope that Casey develops in this offseason. He's part of the, he's part, the he's part of the answer. He's not the whole yeah. answer. Right? And then down the line, you hope that Nwoko develops. But it would be nice to get that, as we call it, depth piece of size of someone to bring in. Yeah, again, I don't, I don't know that we're necessarily sleeping on Nwoko. It's, it is, Coach L's offense is really hard. Actually, the whole system is really hard for a freshman to pick up. And we I'm actually not, saw we're that. not sleeping on Nwoko. Nwoko is going to be big for us down the line. But I, 
I mean, I could see him getting some minutes, but I don't expect him to be like, oh, like 15, 20 minutes a game or whatever. Like maybe like four or five minutes and at the beginning of the year. I don't know that maybe you see him in ACC play unless like he surprises us all with how quickly he develops. But I expect him to get a little bit of playing time because I think he's more developed than your typical freshman coming in. Yeah, he'll play same, some. Same but, with Keyshawn George. But I, I think I think um, I'll just take Coach L's philosophy on this. Like, if George or Nwoko contributes, great. We can't rely on that. Again, we're trying to win two more games than last year. We're not. The bar is is as high as it could possibly get. We're not trying to have like a solid season, make the tournament, and build for the next year. We're trying to win the damn thing. Yeah, when you make the so, Elite Eight and the Final Four back to back, you your expectations change. Villanova under Jay Wright ran four guards before. And and I think that's if we if we were to play um um Cleveland at the four, that's pretty much what we're doing. Um yeah. he's a college two slash three slash four. He's an NBA two slash three. I mean he's a guard. In the yeah. NBA. And I think that's yeah. it, which is something we might do. Um now again, Villanova's a little different because they always had like that big that was like a traditional big. Um we don't. So, but again, Norchad's bringing other stuff to the table. I think people don't talk enough about his mobility and his ability to defend on the perimeter. He's as very well. athletic. Yeah, his athleticism. So it's just, it's different. Um, but yeah, no, Villanova did that. And and we, we're kind of doing that. We kind of did that last year. Like, what's Jordan Miller's position at the next level? It's not going to be power forward. Nope. So, I, but yeah, for next year, we'll, we'll see. Um, we've got if we get Dingle or Nelson, I think we're we're very happy. Um, the portal, I, I have uh, more hope to get Dingle than Nelson. I I don't know. I'll I'll take either and and be very. Happy. I would take I would um, take um, Do you want to talk about high school real quick? Yeah. Um, what time before, is the football show? Eight or eight thirty? Eight thirty. We got time. Okay. Um, time. Before we do that, just just real quick on this point. Keep in mind the portal for basketball is not closed. Nope. So this is not um, – um, I'll, I'll go look for that. I'm assuming this is Keyshawn George. I'll, I'll go look for the question. I didn't yeah. I didn't, didn't see it asked. But we don't know if he's going to be on the on the summer trip or oh, not. Oh, is that what the question, question was? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Not not sure on him or Nwoko because uh, no. I'm assuming it depends on when they enroll in camp. I don't think they can go with us before they're students. No. But Keyshawn's from Europe. He's from Switzerland, so he could probably he could like, just, be in the stands. He could just, just show up, hang out. And he plays ball in France. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, that's a tough one. I, I will say, again, the portal's still open. Players are still going in there, so there's nothing. You know, it took us – when did Cleveland get into the portal? Like, it was a month ago? A while ago. Yeah, so this these things don't necessarily move fast, so. You want me to look? I can check his Instagram for the for the <laughs> post. It's on the t- it's pinned to his Twitter if you have that too. It's pinned to his oh, yeah, Twitter. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely yeah. So what 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 we're uh, um, looking at? Well, there. no, now it's his commitment is pinned to his Twitter. Oh, he got, he dumped it. Ha ha. So hold on, let me go. Let me. Go I love I love the the thank the thank you Seminole Nation got thrown into the dustbin of history. There we go. That's my man. Um, <laughs> so he entered the portal. Oh no, he took it down. It's not even yeah, no, on here anymore. He's done. He had he's a whole done. thing thanking FSU, but he took yeah, it down. Yeah, I know. That's what I was saying. He he, killed he actually his... took down a lot of his posts. I love it. I love it. He's all in. Yeah. This guy is going but to I pretend love, I like that never happened. I love how his commit, he has the old school orange jersey on. So I guess, you know, while well, we tangent here a little bit, um, since you started mm-hmm. looking at Instagram and stuff. So some of the he wore 35 at FSU. What do you think is and he's mm-hmm. wearing 32 in some of these uh these things. What do you think his number is going to be? Do we have someone that wears thirty-five? I don't think we have I'm someone so wears thirty-five or thirty-two. Well, I mean, I'll look that up. Or you know, what's but funny. I, you know who you you know who used to wear thirty-five. Right? I know you. That's why I asked the question. Like, there's. I do think these things through sometimes. <laughs> it's not all just me making crap up. Kenny Kaji. <laughs> it's a good that you said something because obviously I'm a big we do. Yeah, but it's a good thing we. Uh, oh, it's, it's a good thing you said something because, like, I knew what you were talking about. That's one of the reasons I mentioned it. He wears thirty-five, but uh, 
that you're like, I was like, I don't Christian. know what number he's going to wear. I don't um, know. Some of these screenshots, like some of these like photoshops, I see him in 32, um, which is also going to be available because that was Thomas Osterbrook's jersey, who also entered the portal, by the way. Um, I thought he was a walk on. I did too, but um, anyway. <laughs> Guess not. He's in the portal. Um, so that's available as well as 35, obviously, is what he wore at um, FSU. So Jeff says he will wear 35. All right. There you go. So here is, that, is that you making a statement saying that's what you think or you or you know this for sure? The Six Ring Kane Show. The Six Ring Kane Show. The Six Rings Kane Show. You know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.